You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome back to The Express. It's Bilal Bakani and Daniel Shahori. And Dan's got the title for us this time. Hush money in the bank. That's I, I still the don't... best part of this pay-per-view. <laughs> so Maybe. what does that mean, Dan? What does this mean? Well, uh, this means that this is the most exciting storyline within the WWE. Uh, are you excited for this pay-per-view? I th- yeah, I, I think uh, I'm going to steal, uh, as I often do, a take from the what culture uh, people, specifically Adam Wilborn, who basically said, you know, there's WrestleMania, there's the Royal Rumble, and really Money in the Bank has kind of become the third best pay-per-view of the year, uh, in his opinion, and I would agree. And when I look at this, Dan, I see two potentially great Money in the Bank matches, and I see a women's title match on SmackDown that looks really good. On Raw, not so much. But this is a pretty good card from top to bottom in that it's only about six matches. I don't think it'll stay as six matches, but as it stands, it looks really good. I feel that, uh, look, I, I, I agree with you. And usually, uh, I agree. I, I, Money in the Bank, for me personally, ranks up there, especially as a, as a match. I preferred when it was at Mania versus its own pay-per-view, but regardless. Mm. Um, but my concern this year is that they've already decided what they're going to do. And I don't, this match is, is, is originally intended to elevate somebody mm. right to the first time, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think they have, there's one outcome that they're waiting for at mania where it's either or it's two outcomes. It's either if they can get rock, they're going to yep. hold off to rock and, and Roman. And if they don't have rock, they're going to do Cody and Roman. And then, uh, I, so again, we'll, we'll get to the matches, but I think this is uh, planned for once. There's some long-term booking for better or for worse. And we'll yeah. see if that is better or for worse. And, and I think to your point, the couple of instances where they could build people up are very problematic. So let's start with the men's money in the bank match. It's Riddle, it's Seth Rollins, it's Drew McIntyre, it's almost it's Sheamus, it's Sami Zayn and somebody else who should have been Kevin Owens or Elias Ezekiel I, I feel like uh, Zeke will uh, sneak his way in because I think Kevin is is off with some injury or complication at the moment. Um, that hasn't been clarified. Unless, Dan, you've heard something. Well, I was hoping that the the other brother that they've yet to introduce us would might sneak his way into that match. Yes, that's what I'm hoping for. So here's how I look at this. And I think, Dan, the only way I can do this is I can just check people off. So Drew McIntyre has already challenged Roman Reigns for a title yep. match at Class uh clash at of the, the castle. castle so that's that should be done in september regardless we don't I need agree. an nxt 2.0 situation where somebody has two title shots because that happened last night we're taping on a wednesday riddle already lost so i think that's done i you never know but i think that's done almost is just not ready nope. so to your point about building new people up well that's your new person is not ready uh seamus seems mm. like filler uh, i wouldn't be totally shocked but you're kind of left with Sami Zayn and seth rollins now sammy yes you have a pretty interesting situation where what does he do with Roman Reigns as the champion with Seth? He could literally recap what he did at WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. And you could set up a Cody Rhodes situation at the Royal Rumble going into WrestleMania, like in a perfect world. So I think it's those two as the leading possibilities, but is there one that stands out to you, Dan, assuming you agree with my uh, slap together logic here? I definitely agree. I, I wouldn't count out Riddle necessarily mm-hmm. uh, because he's the one prior to Orton going down and Cody nope. going down that I thought they were going to 
give the briefcase to. Mm-hmm. Plans have changed. A lot of a lot of plans have changed. Yep. He still might, but for storyline purposes, again, when I said what I said uh, a few minutes ago, it was the idea that Cody eventually beats Roman at Mania and Seth catches catches it immediately, mm. right as he did before, right? Uh, or uh, you, you know, the, the, I like the idea of Sammy. Uh, as he said, he would he would try to win it to protect Roman, and of course he would eventually cash in, and it will be unsuccessful. But I don't mind that storyline as a possibility either. Yeah, I, I think when pressed with a good option and a less good option, WWE will always do the less good option. So I, I'm in talking to you. I think it is going to be Seth. Um, and fair enough. I guess Sammy doesn't necessarily need a briefcase to continue the storyline with the bloodline. It almost, in a way, it makes it even more tenuous, his connection with them. Um, so, you know, either way, it's going to work well. Let's go over to the women's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match because I, I feel like these two will be the main event, even though, you know, in the past, Dan, I would prefer something like the SmackDown's women's title match to maybe not even be the main event. The men's Money in the Bank match can be the main event, but I would maybe put it, after the women's money in the banks, you have the potential for somebody to cash in. And I'm going to explain why in a second. Yes. Because you're going to see Lacey Evans taking on Liv Morgan, taking on Alexa Bliss versus Raquel Gonzalez versus Oscar versus Shotzi versus Becky. <clears throat> I'm losing my breath just saying it. Lacey Evans has almost disappeared since qualifying. So I think they're already, you know, cooling down her push. Raquel has had her shot at Ronda. I don't see why they would want to do it against Bianca with two faces. Asuka won it just a few years ago and was just made champion, so, and she doesn't need it. Shotzi's in there to do some crazy spots, much like her NXT time. Liv Morgan's been in a lot of title situations already and just lost. Alexa Bliss could get a title shot anytime um, and could win this match, but I really think they're going to give it to Becky. And I, it really feels like, Dan, that that open challenge with Ronda Rousey it's kind of fallen apart. Natalia's picked up the the mantle pretty well. I kind of feel like they need to give this to Becky and what they could do if they're smart and they're not smart is Becky could hold on to it until WrestleMania and could just keep losing and having trouble. Um, but she still got this briefcase. So she still was able to steal one and she knows because she's paranoid about losing, she refuses to cash it in until WrestleMania. I think that might be a very interesting story they could tell, but then probably won't. I think they are going to do that. I think we, we discussed that briefly last time. Mm. That would be the possibility. Uh, and somewhere along the road, uh, both roles flip as in Rhonda turns heel and Becky mm. turns face. And then maybe a month out, she can just announce it nobly that she's going to challenge for that title. Becky, that is. Yeah, the, the women's picture is so interesting, right, Dan? Because uh, we could have been talking about Naomi and Sasha Banks going for these titles. And We'll get to Carmella later because it's less of a concern, but clearly they've had to go to plan B or possibly even C. Um, And yet the SmackDown women's champion, Ronda Rousey has had a program with Natalia. That's actually been really, really good. And I think what really put it over was last week on SmackDown where Natalia did the typical, I dress up like Ronda to make fun of her. But the way these two eviscerated each other, um, was one of the better promos of the year. And obviously it comes from the fact that, you know, they're friends, Ronda trained with Natalia. Um, they've wanted to do this for a long time. But I really think for something that was a throwaway program, these two have made it spectacular. Uh, I don't even know if the match can live up to the promos because of the way Natalia applies a sharpshooter. But I think this should be really good. 
I do as well. I believe that this is Natalia's job right now. Her job is exactly to make somebody like Ronda Rousey look good. And she can. She's the most experienced one on the, on the roster. This is like they've been holding off. Uh, they haven't had a feud as of yet. And this is what she, uh, Ronda, that is, this is what she needs right now. She needs a, a match that makes her look good technically and a nice decisive victory. Look, and I'm not disappointed if Shayna Baszler shows up and beats Ronda Rousey after, and that's the next program. Because that'd I think, be great. I think this is as good as it's going to get on the SmackDown division. You've done Raquel, uh, you know, you've done Shotzi. Aaliyah is there. Is she? I guess. Um, but I, I don't think there's much gas in that story. Like she can maybe put over the fact that she's just got a chance and she's out on a limb, much like when Dana Brooke got destroyed by Ronda Rousey all those years ago. But I don't think there's much leverage in that. Um, I, I really think you've got a few programs here. And honestly, Dan, I think in a few months, you're going to have to call up a Io Shirai or somebody else to bolster the SmackDown women's division because it's not its not a very deep division. And even Becky having that briefcase and coming over at WrestleMania or if she starts causing trouble before that, I still don't think it's going to be enough. Well, I feel that, again, I do think they're going to turn Ronda. And just for for lack of star power and people that are ready, if they turn her heel, they could feed her legends all the way up until mania. Mm. Last one being Lita. Yeah. Stratus. Right. So I would love for uh, Rhonda to destroy Trish Stratus at the rumble uh, Lita at fast lane. If they're still doing that. And then mm. Becky who, again, there was like a, an idol worshiping when Becky was mm. younger to Lita. She turns and to defend her hero from back in the day. That's one way to go about it. Yeah, now they've got to do something with it. Uh, Speaking of which, the Raw Women's Champion, uh, Bianca Belair, will not face Rhea Ripley due to just complications. Let's put it that way. Um, She's going to take on Carmella, who, you know, again, I think I'll I'll shout out the what culture guys. They put it quite uh, nicely in that she was the one who wasn't in Money in the Bank. She's won Money in the Bank before. So this is a pretty good spot for Mella. Um, They maybe brought her back to TV early for this. I would say that her promo work is kind of, uh, I almost describe it as too complex because ultimately she's just a seasoned heel who could steal this title. And she's still kind of drawing on, like I'm the most beautiful woman in the world, but like you married Corey Graves. What, what, is, the, what is the point, right? Like if anything, she should be bragging about how she has the best husband and how the smartest comment, color commentator in wrestling right. knows that she's the best. Like the, there's something else there. And I, I think her character evolution is kind of stuck. Um, but she is an excellent in-ring com- competitor. Um, so I think she'll carry a good match. But from a narrative standpoint, um, you know, this is quite a bit weaker than what Natalia has brought to Ronda Rousey. That's true. But I, with all the points that you said, like I do, I do feel as well. She's definitely improved. And now I do like the, cause Corey Graves now acts like a pseudo manager for her on, mm-hmm. on commentary, right? He just puts yep. her over as he would. So that works really well. So he calls all of her matches, which is great. And uh, so I like that unit because it's a natural unit and it makes sense. I, I almost want a McAfee level, like evil McAfee where, Graves just would grab the mic during like the, the back and forth they had and just, you know, argue things on her behalf or interrupt or something, right. Or, or, or stand up and clap. Like, I think the, it's, it's just a shame they haven't reevaluated this act at this point. And they obviously haven't had the time to do it. 
Um, but I think if this is what you want to do with Carmella, you could have done a better job getting there. But anyways, uh, the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, the Usos, are going to take on the Street Profits. And I guess wow. on, one, on one hand, Dan, I'm happy the Street Profits are in this spot, but I just can't imagine the Usos dropping the titles to them at this point, unfortunately. And not to be a jerk, but who cares that they do? How many times has these two teams mm. had matches? How many times have they traded these titles? Maybe not the unified one. Who cares? Mm. It's the same idea. Yep. Um, so who cares? Uh, but they're not going to win the uh, Street Profits because mm. the bloodline, there's no reason to take those belts off the bloodline. Yep. There's no reason to hurt the bloodline in any way mm-hmm. until Cody or Rock. Yeah, it raises the question, who in the world is legitimately going to challenge these guys? Because if not the Street Profits. A makeshift team. Yeah. Two, like, single stars that they can put together but not yet anyways it's not gonna uh for SummerSlam who they got at SummerSlam who like look ahead for look ahead four weeks or five weeks McIntyre and Sheamus okay what's happened okay or Sammy and Kevin Owens like I think you are good Elias and Ezekiel like I I, yeah okay yeah and I don't know how many like that's the point right there there aren't a lot and the problem is they're a heel act and they're not going to change being a heel act. So you have like you can't take almost an MVP and put him in this spot. You can't take the Viking Raiders who just turned heel, which is probably overdue, and put him in the spot. So uh, you couldn't even take Jinder and Shanky, despite all the TV time they're getting. No. You couldn't take Gunter and Ludwig and put him in this spot. Like you they could, but they won't. Yeah, they won't. So they've really backed themselves into a corner, and I, I really, I, I don't know what they can do. I, like I'm trying to even think of what is a face tag team that's regularly fu- like the new day, but we've seen that a million times. Uh, exactly. You know, yeah. But they don't think that they won't go back there. Oh, they, yeah. They probably, what do you won't. do with, what do you do with Kofi and Xavier? No, at really, Slam? Are they else. on this card? Nope. They're not in the money right. in the bank match, which they're not going to they, miss two pay-per-views. Look, if, if we're very lucky, maybe they drop Kofi or Xavier into this ladder match. Um, but even Maybe. so, they would be in there. Is there another do... spot? There is a spot in the men's match, but right. I think it would be very much a Shotzi role where they would just be doing spots, despite the fact sure. they would be very wise to try to build Xavier up to a guy you could take on a world or even a U.S. or a intercontinental title, you know, to that point. But He should be there already with his yeah. King of the Ring victory. You should consider him at that level for IC title. Come on. Yeah, no, it's, it's bizarre. Uh, speaking of bizarre, United States champion, uh, theory will be taking on Bobby Lashley. This is such a weird one, Dan, because we just saw John Cena on raw, you know, yeah. they're going to do Cena and theory. And you just can't imagine the U S title, not being a part of it. Right. Like, I just think that's such a natural thing to do. So Theory's going to somehow cheat and defend his title, or maybe even have a disqualification, so I guess it's another, you know, check in the box. For unless, mm. unless Cena shows up mm. and distracts him and Bobby Lashley goes over. And then this is why then you have an irate theory mm. going after Cena. I hope so. Like that's still a screwy finish. Because, but- sorry, like what do you do? So look, you, Cena and uh, Theory... Hmm. In my heart of hearts, I don't care what 
he's back to do. He should not lose to Theory at this point in Theory's career. But he's I don't believe he's going to be sticking around to defend that belt. So mm-hmm. what do you do, right? You you don't put it on him. So if you give it to Bobby now, they could still have a match because they've already set up this match and it's going to happen. Very interesting. I but then I guess it raises the question: What does United States champion Bobby Lashley look like? Like perhaps you have an open challenge. He should do that gimmick, the Cena gimmick. Yeah, that, that, I, the only gimmick that's worked for that title in the last decade. Yeah, I I, I guess that's the way you go. So, uh, see, I think the problem is Dan Vince McMahon still, despite the fact he stepped down from the board in air quotes, he still got a pretty big say on all this stuff. And he's I, got I mean, all the say. Yeah, I would like to think Theory loses his title, but I would be pleasantly surprised if he does. Um, but certainly, look, if you can get Cena to do a distraction, even if it's like he FaceTimes in, I don't care. That's fine, right? If he, like face- he comes in and takes a selfie to distract him, like, you know. Yeah, but I think John Cena's too busy to do that. So I think you've got to find a workaround. Like his music plays and... Maybe we get a Cena was saying, oh, I, I, I you know, it's funny. I haven't heard my song on a pay-per-view in a while. <laughs> I, I bribed the audio guy to play it during your match just to inspire you. Mm. Um, so, you know, maybe there's a cute way you can work around that. So I hope that's the case. But they wouldn't tease that audience. If they play that music, he has to come out. Well, they're inevitably going to do theory coming out to that music, dressing up as John Cena. So, you know, I, I think, I don't think that would be as bad, but. We will see. Um, I hope you're right, but I am. Uh, I'm pretty sure WWE will find a way to piss me off with this pay per view. Yep. Uh, Dan, before we go, um, are there any other thoughts you want to throw in? Uh, not a lot of matches on the card, unlike the last That's time good. we did this. So That's a positive. Yeah. Uh, right. So contrary to what we did, we talked about last time. So in the similar vein, mm. question: you, you need to be honest with me here. Mm. Are you legitimately looking forward to Money in the Bank? Or, and we're recording on Wednesday, tonight's yep. Blood and Guts. I am looking forward to both. Um, I, I think the I think the addition of, you know, the superstar formerly known as Cesaro. I'm wearing a shirt uh, that nobody could see. It's a great but, shirt. Uh, it is a great shirt. It's, it's that one cool. and his new one. Yeah, no, the new one is cool too. So I'm into that. It'd be very interesting to see how they structure the rest of the card, how they do the order. Um I would say this because I know that the overall thing is going to be forbidden door and how does it, you know, how does it hang? I thought the second half of that pay-per-view was excellent. I Um, I I, really like this pay-per-view. Yeah. I'm not going to go as far as to say it's the greatest pay-per-view of the year only because the pre-show consisted of an hour of matches I didn't need. And I think I didn't even watch it. Yeah. If you didn't watch the pre-show, I completely get, if you think that's the best pay-per-view of the year, it's, I think that's fair, but it's it, with a cap. Maybe like of the year so, so far, far. Yeah. I mean, I liked it better than the last one, which I really liked, mm-hmm. uh, but that last one was too long. This one was almost as long, but I didn't yep. feel it because I was just enamored with the audience, how much, how f- much fun they were having. And mm-hmm. they were just so happy with everybody everybody was over and it's so good to see that hmm. so kudos to that chicago crowd especially since this crowd has been spoiled over the last hmm. year and a half they get everything but yep. still they showed up and uh they 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 were tremendous and that that really helped my enjoyment of the show honestly dan by the time i got to the moxley match i had to just fast forward to the highlights like it was a little too long for sure. me um and that's a discredit to the actual great match i'm sure they worked but I just think they've got to be smarter about, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to like, don't take it to midnight, 
I just don't think you should do that. I, I think, agree. I wish like, they wouldn't do that. I, I know it's a $50 pay-per-view, but just don't charge $50. Charge $40. It means well. Yeah, I just, I think they're stuck. Um, they're stuck on old pay-per-view pricing and they're tr- they're trying to give value for what they it are. is. But look, but, man, it's a, it's a tale of two companies hmm. where I, this is my opinion, of course, but it's just, I truly believe that this man, Tony Khan, really cares about the fans. And, yep. and he really wants to give, like he really believes that he's giving the fans something special. And I felt that. Where the other company... It, it really does seem they go out of the way not to like they hold things off. Yep. They they're they're at a constant uh, passive aggressive war with their with their fan base, which mm-hmm. a lot of them have left now. Yep. These people are like these people that are that used to hijack the shows have left. I don't know if they realize that they're no longer there. They're, they are with AEW and there's no reason for them to come back. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's very fair. And uh, we will see. Uh, certainly excited. Like, look, exciting to have that pay-per-view and then a week later to have this, thank God they weren't on the same weekend or you and I would be exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, pretty exciting card. You got a bunch of title matches and a couple money in the bank matches. You got all high stakes matches. Um, that should be pretty good. Uh, Dan, always a pleasure. I have no idea what even is the next pay-per-view after this. Uh, do you have any clue? Cause I'm totally lost. SummerSlam, I think. Uh, yeah, I guess it's, and it's early. It's, it's the end of July as a, as opposed to, Oh, is it? Yeah. As opposed right, to right. August. And I think, that's why we've seen Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns confirmed. Mm-hmm. I believe some other match has been booked, um, but I think... Yes, I Corbin versus McAfee. Yeah, so they're starting to build it up, uh, which is actually smart. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes and if they try to squeeze a new pay-per-view into August that I'm not aware of. Uh, and certainly Clash uh, at the Castles in September anyways. Um, so maybe that's I think that's probably why they moved the date up earlier. Yeah, because that's in what one. early September, somewhere in September. I couldn't tell you what part. So if they did late August, like they've done in the past, which am I right about that? Did they do late August? I don't remember. Yeah, later mid August. It's varied. So that's probably the reason, if I have to guess. Very interesting, Dan. Thank you for this. Uh, thank you thank everyone you. for listening, and uh, we'll be back around SummerSlam. Never sleeps network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 